Hi, I'm Melissa and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast where we can normalise the conversation of motherhood and delve into issues that are quite often swept under the rug. Join me every single Tuesday for a brand new episode with a brand new topic. This is a mummy's club you want to be a part of. Hi and welcome back to the Mummy Warriors podcast. I'm your host Melissa and today I'm joined by Pascal who is a mum of two and a relationship and confidence coach based in London. Today we're going to touch on how our childhood influenced our life as an adult and how we can work through and become a better version of ourselves. Pascal, welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. Uh, Lovely to meet you Melissa. Lovely to meet you too. So I want us to kick start off by you just explaining a little bit to our listeners about yourself, what you do and what you're going to be touching on today. Yeah, perfect. Okay. So um, so like you said, um, my name is Pascal. I'm a relationship and confidence coach and I help women to basically to live the life that they truly deserve. Um, I'm a former social worker. I was a social worker for 18 years. Um, and then during that time, I trained as a, a, a therapist um, and I'm now a, kind of like a therapeutic life coach. I kind of combine therapy, ther- counselling and life coaching, um, basically because I believe that as like so many of us as, as women, as wives and as mothers are in, in many ways standing in our own way of kind of really stepping into um, a life of, you know, not necessarily a a life of um, opulence, but a life of kind of like emotional freedom uh, because we we put so many limits on ourselves and and we, um, we sabotage so many opportunities for ourselves. And I, I, my spin, I, I believe basically that we do that because we have got so many stories that we've told ourselves or that we've heard and we've soaked in from our past that 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 kind of creates a story in our head about whether or not we are good enough, whether or not we are worthy, um, whether or not we um, have the confidence even just to go and do the things that we want to do. So I'm all about really stopping that so that we can live a life that we truly deserve, but also so that we stop it for our children so that they can also, you know, they can live a life that they deserve. So we're not passing that on to them. Amazing. And I know that you touched on um, repeating family patterns. Could you sort of elaborate more on what you mean on repeating family patterns? Yeah, sure. <laughs> It, it's it's something that we all do and there is absolutely nobody who is immune to um immune to it because it's our it's our family background right and our our our, our childhood and our family um and our past experiences are the absolute core of everything that we are inside right it, it's our absolute starting point and so I, I, and I really do make the point like that's 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 neither negative or positive right it's not necessarily good it's not necessarily bad sometimes it's bad 
sometimes it's really good but most of the time it just is what it is mm-hmm. um but we and so because of that and because m- the majority of people aren't aren't consciously aware because why would that I'm I'm consciously aware because I, I was a social worker I started off my social work career when I was 21 22 like really young mm-hmm. uh, and so that's been my entire professional career up until I turned 40 um, and so I I saw these patterns repeating and so often they were unconscious mm-hmm. um, and then as I moved into kind of like my therapy practice and certainly now into my coaching practice I see that People are women are more aware of it. That they're, they're more aware of what they don't want to repeat, mm-hmm. but they end up repeating it anyway because they don't know how to stop it. Right. right yeah. So, like, you either repeat it, you either repeat it consciously, or you repeat it unconsciously. Mm-hmm. But unless you actually make a really concerted effort to break it you're going to just repeat it again, but in your own way. Yeah. So it kind of, and it, it, it's regardless of, it's regardless of background, class, education, culture, it's regardless of all of that, everybody does it. But some people really do want to make um, an effort to stop the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got to, you've got to know, you know, you've got to know where it starts. You've got to understand it in order. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to do it differently when yeah. I'm a mum. Yeah. I'm going to do it differently. My kids are going to, it doesn't work like that because unless you actually really understand it, uh, and not from an academic point of view, I mean, understand it as in, you know, examine, examine your, your, your family setup and you examine the dynamics and you understand, um, almost from a non-emotional point of view, what was going on and why it was going on and how how it kind of happened like it did. Then you get to make a different choice. And um, like I always say, then you get to change the ending. But if you don't, then just saying, I'm not going to do X, Y, Z, like my mum or my dad did, Mm -hmm. it isn't enough. It, it, It just isn't enough. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you. I've been quite open on this platform um, about my own journey about breaking generational traumas and patterns. Um, So I definitely agree with you about breaking family patterns. I definitely am passionate about the fact that it is something that's so real. Um, One of the things that I personally have learned is that trauma, patterns, it doesn't have an ethnicity, it doesn't have an age, it doesn't have any of that. It is what, like you said, it is what it is. And everyone can obviously go back and, and try and understand these patterns in their own way, which leads me to the next point of understanding the impact of our own childhood on our role as women, wives and mothers. Could you elaborate more on that point? Yeah, you know, I I, I think for a lot of us, I, I wouldn't say necessarily all of us, but I think for a lot of us, when we become mothers, uh, we we kind of develop a whole new perspective. Um, and I, I know that there were loads of things that I, I had like opinions on or kind of like, moral standings on you know when when I'd be like I say at work as a um a social work kind of like looking at clients looking at people around me looking at 
you know, what have you, and thinking, oh, you know, I want to do it like this and I want to do it like that. And then when you've got your own child, suddenly a lot of that kind of goes out the window, really. <laughs> you just think, oh, my yeah. God, like, what am I going to do? Like, how, how do I make sure that I protect this little person as much yeah. as possible? Um, and I, you know, I mean, I, I, I think I think we've all got... Uh, is it's very rare. I mean, especially in my my line of work. So I'm I'm always really kind of like, I don't like making too many sweeping statements. I do occasionally make a sweeping statement. I don't like making them, but I kind of I've, I've got a, a section of society that I deal with. Mm-hmm. Not not you know not 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 about um you, you know class or culture specifically, but just about people come to me because they're wounded, right? Mm-hmm. Because they, they've got something that they want to fix. So I wouldn't say like everybody is wounded, mm-hmm. but I would say the overwhelming majority of people have got yeah. wounds, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I've, I've got my own, certainly, for, for sure. Um, and, and the same as, you know, like I say, everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to do um, I could I tell you I could tell you a little story actually I wanted to do so many things different so I wanted to um, well first of all my parents divorced when I was really young so that's so that's a really simple one that I think about 50% of us can mm-hmm. um, uh, um, you know get on board with uh, we, we we want to try and do that differently if we can so so that that's that's kind of like an obvious thing but also there was this thing around um for me my mum worked very hard she ran her own business um my dad was out working very hard they were both very hard working very 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 admirable don't criticize either of them for that at all mm-hmm. but I wanted to to be around more for my children. I wanted to be present more for my children. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I gave up my social work career, I'd built my counselling business to a a point where um, it was was in a good enough place that I would be able to hang up my social work hat with the idea that I'd have this wonderful business that I'd build around my children and everything would be great and Mm -hmm. life would be, you know, pink and rosy. Um, And then I really, really, really quickly realised that a lot of my client base at that time Mm -hmm. was wanting evening sessions, wanting weekend sessions. And because I didn't have a salary to fall back on, I was having to do, do the work as it was coming in, which meant that I wasn't around my children. I wasn't physically present. I wasn't emotionally yeah. present. I wasn't all of the things. And so without real, and this is a really good, it's a really simple, it's a really simple example of how we recreate the stories without realizing what yeah. we do, even though we can have the best intentions. What that did for me was that that made me realize how hard my mum worked actually, and actually how difficult it was for her. Yeah. There's never any, I don't have any bad feeling about that at all. I'm very kind of like, that's just how it kind of was. I get that. Mm-hmm. But 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 in that moment, then I realized that I needed to do things very differently in order to create something that actually worked around my family in the right way, not yeah. in the wrong way. Um, and so I, I kind of, you know, then invested in a coach and got, got some help and kind of worked out a different way forward and strategy. But in that process of doing all of that learning and doing that journey, 
I, I, there were so many parts of me that I realized that, that came to the surface for me about, is this, you know, is this what I want to pass on? Is this what I want to carry on? Um, and some of it very practical, some of it very personal, but I, I had to really, in quite a short space of time, I feel, really work out actually, what do I want to bring with me? And what do I want to leave behind? Um, because a lot of my behaviour during my, I don't know whether you relate to this or not, I think most most of us kind of relate to this in one, to, to a degree, that, you know, our 20s were pretty rogue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Pretty pretty risky, pretty mm-hmm. disastrous. Okay, you know, like, you know, we, we, we came through it. We've got stories to tell, some of them <laughs> quite funny, some of them that we wouldn't, we wouldn't want to tell our children. Yeah. Um, and so you, and, and so, like I said, when we get to being a mum, then we have to decide then how much of that do we want to carry on and how much of that do we not want to. And it's all, you know, I, I, I love thinking about I, I, I love thinking about the trajectory, right? This is something I, I, I don't know whether I've invented this or not, but it's something that I talk about all the time, our trajectory. So from our, from our formative years, our, our, our very young years, we have experiences. We have good experiences. We have bad experiences. And then when a new opportunity comes along, we make a decision based on our previous experience, whether that was a good experience or a bad experience. And we go through all of our life, all through school, all through our teens and into our young adult life and our stupid behaviour and all of that lot, or making decisions based on what has happened before and whether that was good and whether it worked, whether we got away with it, whether we got praised, all of that kind of stuff. And so we end up then with this whole kind of like, path behind us of experiences and decisions and at that point we get to decide what what was what what are we happy to hold on to and what are we just going to let go and just say actually that was just how it was and I don't need to hold on to that anymore I can let that go now or that's something that I very much want to bring with me. But I, I know when I look at my children and I'm watching them, I've got two daughters um, who are six and nine. And I'm very, very, very aware about how I talk, how I behave, how I speak to my husband, how I speak to myself, mm-hmm. how I speak to the people at the shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very, very. I don't get it right all the time, Melissa. Let me just say, yeah. uh, like somebody got a couple of a couple of uh, curt words off of me in a car park <laughs> yesterday. It was very busy, and she was very rude, and she yeah. got a very rude me back. So I'm not <laughs> saying I'm perfect, yeah, um, at all, at all. But I, I like to be very mindful about what are the lessons that I am teaching them because, in exactly the same way we are doing Mm -hmm. they are going to get to I don't want to age you they're going to get to 40 plus and be mums okay (laughs) 44 (laughs) Um, and they're going to get to our age at whatever whatever age we are and then they're going to look back at at the experience that we gave them in Mm -hmm. exactly the same way that we look back Mm -hmm. at at the experience that we had from our parents absolutely so I agree with that. And as well, they mimic us too. Um, 
I, I heard years ago, before I even had my son, that kids learn from not what you say, but what you do. And I thought, oh, really? Like, but it's so true. Like, I, my son taught me how much I obsess about being organized and tidy because he's like, no, I have to do this or no, this is not clean or no, this is not tidy. And I'm like, oh my God, is that what I sound like? Um, <laughs> so definitely um, they mirror what we do and they, they, until they obviously become a bit older and then they start consciously seeing things that they have picked up and stuff. So I, I definitely agree with being self-aware of, of us as people and, and things that we do and conscious of, of how we behave, especially around our children. Um, and you also touch on how to be a good role model for our children. What are the key points that you think would basically facilitate someone being a good role mo model for their children? Well, I, th I think it's um, mostly what we've talked about, really. I think it, it, I think it, it is about just being self-aware, you, you know, uh, and, and, I, and I, I'll say it again because I, I I want to be really clear that I don't in any way put myself on a pedestal. But it, it but it is about how we speak to others, mm -hmm. how we relate to others. You know, I think I think the thing is with kids, right, is that as they grow and as we watch them develop and they go to school and we expect them to be polite and we expect them mm -hmm. to be respectful and we expect them to be empathetic and we expect them to open up and tell us about their feelings and we expect them to be studious and do their homework and not give us back chat and be compassionate and be loving and be supportive. We expect them to do all these and have good body image and have good self image and have good inner talk and all of this. We expect all of this stuff like a bloody miracle. Oh, we expect our children to have all of this true. stuff. And then I think, well, how often do we demonstrate those things? And that, that is the epitome of being a good role model to me. It's not about being like a philanthropist and, mm -hmm. you know, all, all of the wonderful things that are great, great to do. It's about how do you show up as a mother? Mm -hmm. How do you show up as a wife and a friend and a daughter mm -hmm. and an employee? How do you show up? Because I know when I'm screaming at my husband because he hasn't emptied the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I'm, or I'm screaming at the lady in that well, wasn't screaming at her, but I, I gave the, the lady a couple of words because she was just being utterly rude and ignorant in the car park yesterday. Right. Mm -hmm. I know that neither of those things are me, are me showing my, my daughters mm -hmm. what it's about. Right. <laughs> like I, I own that completely, but I also know that if I want them to be, and they are touch wood, if I want them to be compassionate, children or compassionate adults compassionate people mm -hmm. that that love and respect everybody regardless of their race or culture or educational background mm -hmm. that we love all of god's creatures regardless of whether it's you know tiny or great mm -hmm. um that we look in the mirror and rather than grabbing our rolls of fat and calling ourselves a fat cow mm -hmm. we kind of shake it a little bit and you know, speak respectfully to ourselves. Yeah. Um, and that when we have a job to do, we do it with, a, with our full heart and full integrity. Mm -hmm. That is being a good role model. For sure. 
smiling at somebody down the down the down the high street and telling them that you like their dress or their hair, mm-hmm. not for any other reason, but just because it's nice to tell somebody that you like their dress yeah. or you like yeah. their hair, right? And so all of those things are really important to me. Yeah. Um, and that's that's me being a, a, a good role model in the same way that, you know, like I don't I don't want to be drunk in front of my children. I don't want to mm. smoke in front of my children. I don't want to be, you know, doing all of the things that I know. Well, maybe they, they don't go without saying they go without saying, you know, to me, you don't want to be behaving in a way that is unruly. Right. Um, but actually, it's not it's not so much about that it's actually just about are they learning do they have a good moral compass because if I haven't got a good moral compass then they're not going to have a good moral compass right so and and like I said like does that mean that we don't it doesn't mean we have to do it all the time like we're human beings we're imperfect human beings that's Mm. that's how we are that's how we were made Um, and we're, we're trying hard every day but also when we get things wrong to go oh actually I got that wrong yeah um and I'm sorry yeah and actually being accountable for I shouldn't have I shouldn't have said that mm-hmm. I'm sorry I didn't mean to shout at you like that I, mm-hmm. I said something and I shouldn't have done that or I, I did this and you know actually just saying yeah I dropped the ball I, I dropped I've dropped the ball and yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sorry and I think actually that goes a long way as well because that doesn't that isn't just about telling children that they need to apologize or that we all need to apologize right it's not about teaching them how to say sorry that's also really important in teaching them that they they don't have to get it right all the time yeah and that they don't have to be perfect and that everybody makes mistakes but actually when we show up for our mistakes then it's okay right yeah because it's okay like we're, we're all good we're all gonna do it so yeah. but let's let's own it when we do it yeah I again I 100% agree with that that's the same thing I sort of implement with my son like I will say sorry if I really do feel like I've been unreasonable um usually when I'm like running late or whatever so I can be quite running late's a killer <laughs> yeah I can be quite snappy um but I will apologize to my son mm. as well another thing that I do for him is I allow him to feel all spectrums of emotion I don't make him feel like he can't express himself which has taught me that I need to base, basically put words and meaning to my own feelings so if I like yesterday I said to him I'm extremely exhausted so exhausted and he was like oh okay like basically understanding like I'm not as energetic as I usually am and like if he's feeling exhausted lonely upset happy excited this morning he was like I'm so excited to go to school because to, uh, today is his full full week um at school and he obviously was excited if he's angry I, I sort of always say respectfully you can express your anger it doesn't have to be negative um but shut shut him down every time he is angry but just allowing him to know that he's safe to express any emotion that he's feeling which is something that I myself wasn't sort of brought up with so it was always important for me to assure that he expresses his emotions um and can speak on his emotions and give him permission to um but I definitely 
usually when I ask people like what's uh, a, what does it mean to you being a good role model um, it's usually like oh to do this or to do that so it's really um, refreshing to hear you saying basically showing up doing the things that you actually expect them to do rather than you want them to do things that we're not necessarily doing doing um, ourselves um, another point that you touched on which obviously I get all the time with with guests is the importance of self-care as a mother what does that look like um, for you and how do you share that self-care is self-care is something that I talk about quite a lot actually because um, it's something that I feel really strongly about um, and something that I'm not very good at doing consistently mm-hmm. um but and I and I, I know the importance of it like I, I understand how uh, the thing about self-care is that self-care is what you need it to be it's what you want to be so I'm just going to just tell you about um I'm just going to digress really quickly because I I saw a meme um in the middle of the summer holidays that um, on Facebook that just really, really made me chuckle. And it was a picture of a mum and it said, <laughs> I need a holiday from my children, yeah. but I want to take my children with me. <laughs> yeah. And that's me completely. Yeah. It's like, I absolutely, I don't like, I, I don't want to be away from you, but I like, for God's sake, need uh, some, I need a break, but like, just can you come with me? <laughs> <laughs> So self-care is what you want it to be. It's what you need it to be. So regardless of whether it's exercise, whether it's um, uh, having a massage, getting your nails done, dinner with friends, uh, like it it is what you want it to be. So self-care for me is going to bed when I'm tired, Mm -hmm. which I've got to be honest, is pretty early these days. Mm-hmm. Um, know the feeling <laughs> I go to bed really once the, my girls are in bed I, I'm generally in bed by about 9 30 to be honest with you mm-hmm. um, and I kind of think like why is it that I do that and, and I think it's just because once I'm in bed like nobody can ask me to do anything mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I can't I can't do the dishwasher I can't do more laundry I can't just do this or just do that like mm-hmm. I'm in bed like and then I'm I'm usually kind of like either reading or watching a webinar or, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, And that's kind of like, that's my quiet time. So I love that. And then I like to get up early before everybody else is up and just do 20 minutes on the yoga mat just Mm -hmm. before anybody else is up. And then one thing that I started doing during lockdown um, which I absolutely love. And I was a bit angry with myself over the summer holidays because I hardly did it at all over the summer holidays. Um, is that I um, I like to put on a really good audio book. Mm-hmm. I'm into personal development. I'm a coach, so I'm loving all the personal mm-hmm. development stuff. So putting on um, a good audio book and walking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did that for an hour every day during lockdown and now I walk the girls to school and I pick them up on foot and I've got my earbuds in mm-hmm. and that kind of like starts my work day and finishes my work day because I work school hours mm-hmm. um, and keeps me exercising gets my steps up keeps my brain um, you know feeding my brain with really healthy stuff and that's my routine I don't go out much I don't um I don't have an active social life anymore. All of my friends have got kids, 
So my idea of um, my idea of a, a meet up with my friends genuinely wholeheartedly is um, taking the kids to the park mm-hmm. and, and having a good old natter while the kids play mm-hmm. or going over to each other's house um, and having kind of like lunch or dinner mm-hmm. um, and, you know, maybe a glass of wine, but like, uh, but my kids are, my kids are very, very, very present in my life. And I don't, I don't, I don't want that to be any other way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I just, I just would like to just lie down sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Uninterrupted. Yeah, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Probably by a pool or by the sea. But I suppose you've got that sorted. <laughs> I do. Lucky yeah. thing. I That's don't take amazing. advantage of it, but I do. Oh, <laughs> incredible. Well, I'm so grateful for this conversation. Just before we wrap up the interview, I would love you to let our listeners know where they can find you or reach out if they need to. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Um, the easiest way to find me is is going to be on um, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I've got you and any of the above. Pascal Lane. There's not very many of us around, so yeah. um, just search in Pascal Lane. I'm um, on my business page, which is You Fulfilled, mm-hmm. like Y O U, You Fulfilled. Um, and then I've got a group called um, Happy and Fulfilled Women. Mm-hmm. Um, so any of those places, or uh, if you're on LinkedIn and you prefer LinkedIn, Pascal Lane on LinkedIn. Amazing. All of that will be linked in the description of the episode anyway. So I just want to say so much. thank you so much for today. It's amazing speaking to you. Um, and yeah, all your details will be linked in the description of the podcast. Amazing, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you for listening in to this week's episode. Feel free to leave a comment, like, and share this episode. If you want a chance to be a guest on the show, all you have to do is send me a DM on my Instagram, which is at the Mummy Warriors. See you next week.